We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in Thursday night. Hand-raised guys, Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here this uh, evening. Almost said this morning, this evening, last uh, show of the week. We've got Chargers and Chiefs up on the TV, Amazon Prime for that one. If you're in the live stream, you can hang out with us for a little while. We're going to talk to Ben Mintz tonight, Barstool Sports, and then we will uh, take your calls on the back half of the show as well. Got uh, Royals Twins on the other TV because, well, one's streaming, so we have another TV available because of uh, that. Tons of stuff on the network. We'll get to that here in a few minutes. Thanks for joining us here tonight. If you're coming to town this weekend, it's an away game, obviously, heading to Atlanta. But if you're in Oxford, take advantage of uh, the lunch special tomorrow at the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford, the Blue Sky location. Uh, Spaghetti and meat sauce is your special tomorrow. It is bread and any size fountain drink included with that. And then remember, any purchase you make, you are automatically entered into the next chance to win an official Ole Miss game day football jersey. They've given two out already. They've got five more to go, one for each home game. So stop in, Blue Sky, purchase something, automatically entered football jersey there up for grabs prior to Ole Miss and Tulsa next week at 3 o'clock. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. Is that Ryan Fitzpatrick, by the way? Where? In, on the not, They just switched to um, – That's Tony Gonzalez. That's Tony Gonzalez. Then there's a lady in between them, and I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is on the other side uh-huh. of her. Uh, Clark Ford Studios, Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number, ask for Corey Clark, tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours, right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get to quote the rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do, and let's hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the product. You'll love the service. Uh, Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. He'll prove to you what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Guest uh, joined all week. And Ben Mintz will join tonight on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Great place to, uh, if you're in town, not heading to Atlanta, you want to watch the Ole Miss game or other games or games before, games after, go to Rafters. Grab a burger, a po' boy, appetizers, full bar. 
Uh, great beer selection and more there at Rafters on the Square in Oxford. Also Rafters in New Albany. Uh, as Chase was mentioning, this is the last show of the week, which means there are a bunch of shows that are on the uh, the network right now. Uh, earlier today, we had a Oxford Exxon podcast with Jeffrey Wright. I spent about almost an hour with Jeffrey. It's really good stuff. Encourage you to listen to that. Uh, we had an episode of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Made our picks for uh, week three in college, week two in the NFL. Um, Pete's Pigskin Preview, presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro, is up. About an hour and 20 minutes of uh, pretty hardcore Ole Miss, Georgia Tech preview. A little bit look back at some things that Pete learned from uh, the Central Arkansas game, which is because he's a football coach and I'm not because I didn't learn anything. But I learned a little bit listening to Pete. That's brought to you by Walk-On Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, and more, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs. 40-plus uh, ice-cold beers on tap. Visit them in Oxford or uh, Ridgeland to make sure you tell them you appreciate them being part of MPW Digital. And also, uh, whether you're watching the game at home or tailgating in the Grove, let Walk-Ons take care of all of your tailgating needs this season. Inquire today about their family and friends bundles and their tailgate platters. You can order online at walkons.com or on their convenient Walk-Ons app. We also have the Butcher versus the Spin Instructor, presented by LB's Meat Market. Greg Jones, Campbell McCready making their picks for the weekend. They have a few differences, so that'll be fun to see. Uh, they're, they're completely tied after two weeks in their competition. That's brought to you by LB's Meat Market, LB's 2008 University Avenue in Oxford, right across from Kroger. Just use Kroger as a landmark. Go into LB's, the uh, freshest cuts of uh, beef, pork, chicken, fresh seafood every Thursday, um, stuffed jalapenos, stuffed mushrooms, bacon-wrapped asparagus, and so much more at LB's Meat Market, 2008 University Avenue in Oxford. See the uh, Mets president stepping down so they find a replacement, Sandy Alderson. That's not – Oh, is he? Yeah. He's been there forever. Two different stints as GM. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, 74 years old, cancer survivor going to be a special advisor to owners Stephen Alice Cohen. They had a uh they had a rough week this week. Got swept by the Cubs. Probably they got swept. Probably made the Braves fans happy. Braves fans probably feeling a little affection for the Cubs this week, I'm I'm guessing. Got a lot of pressure on them because they've spent a bunch of money and the odds are overwhelming that uh the uh Jason DeGrom's going to walk away at the end of the season. They have a half-game lead on the Braves. Oh. In the East. Braves, seven and a half clear of the Phillies, who were in third place. Phillies, 80 and 62. Not like they're bad. No, and they did a lot of that with uh, without Bryce Harper, who suffered the broken hand or the wrist or whatever. Mets, 89 season. and 55. Braves, 88 and 55. 618 to 615, 20%. Tucker wants to know, he says, HRG Food Corner, thoughts on Chicago deep dish pizza? It's a casserole. Yeah, it's not my thing. It's a casserole. It's not my thing. When you need an hour to get it and you have to use a fork and a knife, it is no longer pizza. That doesn't mean it's not good. Right. Do you, it just do means you like it, though? Do you like deep dish pizza? Have you had, you've not been to Chicago, I've never right? been. I've never had it in Chicago, so I understand that is different. It um, is. 
in general, no, I would rather a New York style or a thinner pizza mm-hmm. than a than a deep dish pizza. Yeah, I'm a thin crust pizza guy. I, I've had it uh, a couple times in Chicago, and it's it's. I think it's if you're a, like a tourist. Sometimes it's fun to be a tourist and do tourist things, and it's worth doing. There's some great pizza places there that that specialize in the deep dish, and um, it's good, but it's not my thing. But I'm glad I'm I'm glad I've done it. Sure. If you order and it takes a while, you order an appetizer, you get a couple beers, and it's fun. It takes a minute for it to come out. Heavy as hell. Heavy as hell. Piece and a half, and you're done. You're not eating the pie. No, I mean a bunch of people can get. You can get like two pies, six people easy, and have leftovers. How big are they up there? They're pretty big. Okay. I mean, like a baking dish. Is that the no? Right? It's in a. It's in a. It's like a pizza pan. Okay. It's the the square pizza pan. No, it's it's round. It is round. Okay. Yeah, it's round. Oh, it is. Yeah, no, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. So it's 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 good. I mean, it's it's worth doing. You do it too much, and you have a problem. You're going to have an issue. Carson like it? No, it's not his thing. He he's a he's 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 a thin crust pizza person. But he's tried it. He liked it fine. Are there a lot of flavors with it? Or is it pretty uh, standard on one, two, three? No, different? you can get different stuff. Can you? What, one of the things I don't like about it, I know you wouldn't probably like it either, is a lot of times the tomato in it is kind of chunky, and I don't like that. Oh. Mm. I like I like tomato sauce. You don't want salsa, basically, on I, your pizza. I don't want chunks of tomato in my pizza. Yes, Ole Miss is wearing the all-whites Saturday against Georgia Tech with the just the red stripe. Like So the uniforms they wore against Texas Tech in Houston. Okay. The I'll have to see. I'm not. White helmet, red stripe, red Ole Miss, white shirt, red numbers, white pant. I'm looking to see if I can find it real quick. That's compelling stuff. It's fine. I'm it's Thursday night. It is. There is enough content to satisfy most people's cravings at this point. If there's not, I don't know what else to do. Don't forget Ryan Brown's podcast. Oh, Let's see. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I've seen this one before. but it's They the haven't pl- worn it since November of 18. It's the plain white pant? Yes. Why not put a red stripe on the white pant? Yeah. I I don't understand the pants. I don't I don't understand the pants. I mean, literally the second tweet from Ole Miss Athletics that uh-huh. in my feed, like here, a reply to it. No, no, a stripe out is coming to Ole Miss football on October first. You can stripe the stadium, but you can't stripe your pants. I don't understand. You don't think Nike would put it? You think Nike would probably put a red stripe on it if you asked for it? Yeah, because the gray pants that some of the people like so much have stripes. So why not put the stripe on the white pant? I mean, I don't care. I'm just saying. I think the uniform would. I think the uniform would look better with a stripe on the pant. That's all I'm saying. Well, it would. All of them would. I mean, what they wore last time with some sort of other kind of stripe would have worked better. But apparently, they have one white pant. And apparently, they're determined to. Determined to stay with the one white pants. Fine. I mean, I mean, they gave the powder and the gray and the and the red last week against Central Arkansas. They did. They gave they gave some of the uh, traditionalist mm-hmm. 
their tradition. Heckler says, need a red Mississippi logo of no stripe. Yeah, so if you're not going to put a stripe on it, fine. Put, put, do something to give it a personality. Besides like just a... What other than a stripe? Because you don't want those big 2008, like, hurricane-looking things. No, uh-uh, I don't like that. Um, I mean, the logo, the... I wouldn't have a problem with the, like, the Mississippi outline like they have on the back of the helmet. Oh. Something like that. No, that's fine. Just something that gives it something. That's all. A script M? I don't I don't know. Something. Beats me. I'd put a stripe on it. Thoughts on Ted Lasso getting with Roy's sister? She's been mentioned a lot and is possibly the ER doctor. I don't know. I don't remember the sister. Roy's sister. I don't remember Roy's sister. I don't remember that at all. Who is it? It's been a minute. I yeah. Mean, I, I, I need to. I, I, I'll, I'll, in fact, when I know that Series 3 is coming out, I probably will binge Season 2 again. Just two? Just to But the whole up. year? Or can you just grab the last couple? I'll, I'll, I'll get the whole year, year and in? I'll skip the bad ones. Like the, the... The psychedelic episode. Yeah, I'll skip that. That was That's not necessary. Did you have a good day? I'm, I don't feel well. Yeah, I'm, I, I've been struggling all day. No, I, I'm. 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 Did you, get, did you get a nap? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I ever went. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I've, I've been. I lay down for a while. I don't know exactly what happened. Gotcha. No, I don't. I'm not. I'm not doing well. I can get you a rain. I heard I had some. I talked There's to Tyler. Lots of rain. I, heard, I heard that I had rain. I don't think that's the move though. When I want to finish this and then go to bed, I don't think no. trying to be asleep in an hour and forty five two two hours is the move. Probably not with a rain. Speaking of uniforms, this is a great uniform game. Well, the Chargers are potentially the best uniform in the league. That is a great jersey. I don't like the numbers on the helmets where they are. That's my only critique. It's too busy. Yeah, it's a little busy. I don't hate it, I guess, because the jersey's so good. And but if you take it off, it's perfect. Yeah. That's the problem. And I like, uh, I like the yellow pant. It's a good look. I prefer the white pant, but I have no problem with the yellow pant, with the white uh the white jersey and then the chiefs chiefs uniforms are fantastic period road and home it's a great uniform Dwayne Bow Chauncey says they haven't showed Roy's okay sister yet Dwayne Bow played at LSU he did he um Dwayne Bow Caught here's here's one for everybody. Um, it's been 2006. Ole Miss LSU when Orgeron played Schaefer and Adams mm-hmm. and had a big lead on L two touchdown lead on LSU. It ends up going to Omaha to overtime because on like the last play of the game or last couple of plays of the game, Jamarcus Russell hit. Would have been Russell. Who would have been? Yeah, it was Jamarcus. I remember that this, was Jamarcus. This game. Mm-hmm. He hits Dwayne Bow on a slant in the end zone, and then the extra point is blocked to force overtime. Parade Jerry blocked the extra point. I had covered Alabama. Somebody that night was on my way back to Mobile. If I remember all this correctly, that was the night something happened. Some I can't remember. I started. I don't know. Was that the night? Was that was that November? 
It was late in the year. I don't remember exactly. I think but. that was the night that the Oklahoma State basketball plane crash happened. Was it really? I think so. Not positive, but I think so. Oklahoma State plane crash. We're just hanging out on a Thursday, whatever. Uh, January 27th, 01. Okay, so no. Now, it might have been somebody else. I mean, Could have I been know. something. I guess can't. I don't know. 2006 Ole Miss LSU football. Mentioned Bama Brewers to Tyler. Am I familiar with Trim Tab? What is that? I don't know. I don't know what Bama Brewers are. Not sure what that is. Yeah, Brent Schaefer, 6 of 14, 72 yards and a score. Jamarcus, 20 of 36, 223 and 3. Oh. Mm-hmm. And Jarvis didn't have a lot of thread, a lot of, a lot of tread left after those couple seasons. He was he was the offense. Yes, he was. He, he, was, he was Ben Jarvis. He was uh, like Webb, at your, your guy at Vanderbilt, yeah, Ralph. Yeah, they got got their money's worth. Ben Jarvis earned his scholarship. Jamarcus Russell pass complete to Dwayne Bow for five yards for a touchdown. Fourteen seconds to go in the game. Eleven plays, fifty-eight yards. That was after. I think it was Brandon Jenkins or Brandon Thomas. I'm forgetting. I'm getting, I'm getting them mixed up. Um, had a chance to end the game because LSU fumbled at midfield and he could have just fallen on the ball and the game was over and he tried to scoop and score and tripped over it and they did not get the fumble. LSU recovered the fumble and then scored. Oh, okay. So had he literally just fallen on the ball, almost would have won the game. Wow. It, it it was a year, okay. Yeah. It was it was that's the same year as they all got suspended for the pot at the apartment complex. Yeah. It was all it was. See, I didn't see them that year. Oh, they were, I was covering the league, and so I was kind of covering game of the week type stuff. And they were not good enough. To, they were pseudo talented. There was like a lot of young guys yeah. who eventually were dudes, but. Uh, ben was referring to brewery. He said it's his Bama brewery. Oh, to. I'm not familiar with Trim Tab. I'm assuming that's like an IPA or something. I'm I'm not. I'm not familiar with that. I'm familiar with a handful of uh, of breweries though in in Alabama. There's a couple in uh, Birmingham that are really good. Or at least one in Huntsville that I'm aware of, and then a couple down in uh, South Alabama that are pretty good. Really? Yeah. There's a there's one in Fairhope that uh, they make an kind of an IPA that I think is really good. Okay. Yeah. Chiefs into Chargers territory on their opening opening drive. Who would you have picked if we'd had this game of picks? Uh, I would have picked Kansas City. My question was, did I want to lay the four? Was it four? It was four because Tyler took it as one of his games of the week, and I didn't. He took Kansas City? Mm-hmm. He took Kansas City and laid the points. Oh, Trim Tab is a Birmingham brewery. I am not familiar with it. I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. I don't know the last time I was in a brewery. Yeah, the only reason I didn't is because these two teams always play close games. The Chargers always play the Chiefs really, really well. It's one where it feels like Kansas City needs it. Like, you lose this one at home, and... Well, sure, in this division, you... It feels like it's a move. You want to hold serve. It's kind of like a tennis match. If you're the Chargers, I mean, this is a chance to break serve early in a season and basically take a lead in a division. 
I have no strong opinion on breweries. I'm good with breweries. I'm just not much of a beer drinker, so it's not my. Oh, my you've never really been a beer drinker. No, uh-huh. never. Mm-mm. I mean, I will have one, but no, it's not. Yeah, I don't. I don't like IPAs. My problem with beers, there's not many beers that I don't like. I mean, there's stuff that I like more than others, but I I generally can drink any beer and like it. I, I don't. I'm trying to figure out like what it is with my taste profile, and I think it's that I don't do a lot of bitter stuff. Mm-hmm. So any beer that gets into bitter, because like I don't like grapefruit, even like anything that's kind of mm-hmm. like a Negroni, I'm not going to drink for the most part. I mean, stuff like that just doesn't do it for me. Um, I mean, I'm fine having a regular beer. Summer beers are great. I have no issue with summer beers. Like a shandy. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm fine. I mean, come on. It's, yeah. It's sure. It's, it's fruit and beer. Sure. Uh, and then there's been several like chocolate or milk stouts that I like. When it's cold, I mean, yeah. heavy and whatever, but I mean, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm all right with that too. Listen, I, I like a Guinness. I, I mean, I do. I've had people go, oh, they, they have no flavor or whatever. I disagree. I, I, on especially on a cold day, middle of the afternoon, sit someplace, I can have a Guinness. I'm fine. You branched, you, you branch out so much more now or in the last five years than you did 10, 12, 15 years ago. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. You would typically just keep like some Stellas and stuff like that in early yeah. on. And, and I, then, I like Stella. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's good, a good beer. <laughs> no, seriously, like you like that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh-huh, uh-huh. I always, hey, make, why not? Yeah. I always laugh hey. at people who are like. I mean, sometimes you got to play the hits, and there's a reason that it's pretty popular beer. D- it's because most people generally I, like it. I do, and I'm not even making fun. I find it really hilarious because I have some bourbon things like this, so I'm one of you in a different way. But I do love the people that go either. I just want my Miller Light, and by God, I want my Miller Light. Or I can't drink anything domestic, or that's not oh, yeah. brewed in more. If it's brewed in more than like ten different barrels, no, we're good. Like not not touching it. Yeah, no. no I mean, I'm, and I'm if good. all you got is a Bud Light, I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm just fine. I like Bud Light. I like Coors Light. I like Miller Light. I like other stuff better. But like the beer snob guy, it's like, oh, I could never have a Coors Light. Oh, shut up. On a hot day, Coors Light's good. Perfectly acceptable. Now, if I'm walking into a bar and it's, you know, Friday night, it's probably not what I'm going to pick. But I don't have any problem with the guy that's like, I just like a Coors Light. Okay, cool. That's good. You like what you like. If you're at a bar with a crap ton of things on the wall, you're not going to order the Coors Light. No, I'm going to give, I'm going to usually try something. Give them a shot. I'm going to give something local a shot. Like if I'm, I was in Denver, for example, and I tried a local IPA and it's probably a good thing that you can't ship to Mississippi because I would have oh, ordered cases of it. Really? Yeah, it was great. Like to the point where I almost thought about having it shipped to my brother in Texas. Do a little bootlegging. And go get it. Yeah. I could have. The problem is the day after that A&M game, I need to get back. I can't lose a day driving. I've had some, some whiskey sent to Tennessee and Louisiana and – Found its way in between. Not not beyond that. Yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Sure. Find something. Ginger asked if I like the beast. Um, It's okay. It's not my... What's the worst beer? Even if you like it, something has to be worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, like, back in the day, like a Bud Ice or something. Yeah, that, I didn't like that. Was it Red Dog or Mad Dog or one of those back in the day? Like one of those cider kind of deals? It's... Uh, What's it called? Old Milwaukee. It's like a something light. <laughs> it's really bad. 
I don't like malt liquors. Like oh, those well, are, God, those no, are terrible. On, no, no, those no, are no. terrible. Um, like a Colt. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> and yes, I've tried one. <laughs> it's awful. Just terrible. Typically, not going to grab the thing that's in the paper bag in the count in the in the in the cooler. Yeah, the ones I don't. I don't like the pecan beers. We've had this conversation before. Like the Southern Prohibition. Yeah, I don't. Those. I don't like that much. And I don't like. Uh, oh, here's a hot take. I don't like uh, Shiner Bach. Why? Something about it. I just really? don't like it. Okay. Now, if it's the only thing available, fine. But I don't like it. I would never just order it off the menu. Probably no matter what. That would probably never be one that I would grab. Um, I don't. I don't hate. I mean, I'm not going to go like drink Jaeger. But if somebody hands me a Jaeger shot, I will take it without an issue. I'm not. Oh, like, really? Going to throw it up or anything? Yeah, I don't it's like fine. it. Well, I mean, again, yeah. I can be polite and down and like I'm not gonna. Yeah, Ginger mentions the Christmas beer. We've well, had that this actually might be the worst one. The Abita Christmas Ale is awful. It is, it and, is. and I'm an Abita guy. And oh, it I am is too. Like like awful. Uh, the uh, the uh, what's it called Gator? Uh, and I'm not a strawberry person. I like their strawberry the Turbo Gator and all that. The stuff. Turbo Gator, yeah, yeah. But I don't know what happened with the Christmas Ale. The strawberry is a inferior product to other strawberry beers. Yes. But but I can the drink purple it. haze is a better representation than, than the, the purple haze is, is really good actually yeah but the and uh, the just a regular abita amber is a good domestic local beer like just just a good beer Christmas beers are just hard to do like even the well, people even the people who typically do really good seasonal beers like Sierra Nevada they do a really good job usually and they struggle with the Christmas beer to the point where you want to raise your hand and go why are you doing it just stop. Oktoberfest was out like three weeks ago. Yep. It's been out since like early August. Well, we, it's what we do now. I mean, Halloween starts in There's a, Christmas stuff in some Walmarts. No. I haven't that, seen it personally. I haven't been in, but I've seen pictures. Turbo Dog, Andy Gator, yeah. Yeah. It's way too early for Christmas stuff. It's Today's the middle, midway part of September. We haven't even had Halloween yet. You have to get through Halloween to get to Christmas. I don't know why we can't just do the holidays the way the holidays were designed to be done. Why is that so hard? Have Halloween, then you go to November, and you build up to Thanksgiving, and then when Thanksgiving's over, Black Friday starts Christmas. Why can't we just do it that way? Is that I mean, Christmas stuff can come out... My wife would put it up the first week of no, November. No, I don't mean that. I mean in stores. Okay. She would put it up in the house first week of November if she could. And I guess she can. It's her house. Um, day after Thanksgiving feels right. Weekend after Thanksgiving yeah. feels right. We usually put it up the weekend before Thanksgiving just because she's so eager to put it up. But in the stores, I think get through Halloween. Yeah. And then we'll can... Okay, yeah, if you... if. If on November first you want to start putting some Christmas stuff out in the store, I'm, I'll forgive you, but October, no, it's too early. I guess it sells though. That's why they do it. Well, that's exactly why they do it. Because most people already have their Halloween stuff kind of early, unless you're replacing something. You already decorated for Halloween. No. Okay. I've seen some Halloween decorations, like when I'm walking really? and running in the in the neighborhood in my neighborhood. It's there's 45 days. I know there's some places that have already put Halloween stuff out. 
Like the skeleton sitting on the front porch and stuff. All right. G says she has a guy coming the day after Halloween to start putting hers up. <laughs> I mean, Ginger and Laura would get along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's never too early. No. Go ahead. It's, no. What you just leave the lights up and you just change the decor around them. And they're, they're Valentine's lights. They're St. Yeah. Patrick's lights. They're Flag Day lights all the way through the, all the, way through the year. She says all the Christmas stuff is picked over if you wait until Thanksgiving. There's well, probably some truth to that. Now that is probably, That's probably true. Order online, find it somewhere. <laughs> um. All right, we'll uh, we'll go to Ben Mintz. We'll come back and uh, open up. We'll take your calls and stuff. Anything, anything football related? For I, I need to see them play a game. I'm ready to watch a football game. Um. Like I want to see them play Georgia Tech because. I think that's. Do a, you think Dart is playing every snap? Yes. Every competitive snap. Um, I'm okay. Here's some news. I had a source today I trust that said Luke Altmeyer did not throw a ball all week. I had heard he was very limited. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that might be somewhat hyperbolic, but that he did not throw this week. That it's. But that may, means it's. Dart. Here's the thing, though. If that's true. It means we have to start going Lane to coach speak. For yeah. the first time, went, nope, he's playing games. Well, now Lane's defense would be, you know I never talk about injuries. That's what he'd but say. But he went out of his say to say Luke was out there. And Did he say fine, though? Did he just say he was out there? What was his quote? I'd have to go, I'd have to go listen to him. Did he play with us with words? He said he was out there. I can't remember if he said he was fine or not. Because if he said he was fine, then that was not accurate. And that would be the first time that he kind of did the – Coach speaking thing, which would be a really weird time to do it. I mean, why would you do that before Georgia Tech? Yeah, I mean, unless he's worried about Georgia Tech, at which point next week's going that's to be a different suck. story. Then next week is going to be really bad. I just don't see how. I think he'll be all right. I think he will be all right. That's not. You could parse those words. He will be. He was this, out there today. Okay, which is accurate. He didn't lie. That means he was standing out there. He was out there today. I think he'll be all right. So we're just going to push forward with the the way we've been for what we've been push forward the way that we've been going. Okay. We're two and zero, oh, so we'll figure out who goes first at some point later in the week, probably. That's he talking coach speaky. It, it's coach speaky. He 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 gets away with it a little bit by being futury with the he will be all right, and we'll figure it out later in the week. And we'll figure it out. Which could so mean, I guess he could go, hey, well, on Wednesday he didn't react. I don't know. Yeah, he might throw. Didn't. He could say on Monday, I didn't know. Yeah. I, Chargers take a 3 nothing lead, 5.58 to go in the first. Um, certainly an opportunity for Dart. The question would be, if Luke's not available, mm-hmm. do you have to change your play calling a little bit to protect the one quarterback you've got? Or do you trust Kincaid? You got to play. Do yeah. you trust Den enough to say, "Hey, we're going to play"? You got to play. Okay. You got you, you got to play. Because frankly, Dart is one of those guys that has to play. You restrict him, and all of a sudden, it's. I a think so too. Deal. He's got you. Got to let him go. He likes to run. I mean, frankly, Matt was like that too. You had to kind of mm-hmm. yell at him a little bit, but you had to let him play. Yeah. So yeah. now I, I think we just you just go. Uh, yes, please like and subscribe if you're in the uh, if you're in the stream. We'd love for you to do that. Uh, love for you to hit the subscribe button. Love for you to tell a friend. Um, leave a review on uh, the podcast deal. Tell people, even if you just give us give us five stars, even if you say something bad. That's all we ask. 
I mean, we'd rather you not say something bad, but if you do, it's okay. All right, we'll go to uh, we'll go to Ben Mintz now. We'll come back uh, after Ben and uh, talk to you guys. So here's Ben Mintz on the Raptors Music and Food Hotline. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Barstool Sports, Ben Mintz. Uh, you can follow him at uh, Barstool Mincy on Twitter. Uh, been kind enough to spend another uh, Thursday evening with us as we watch some NFL visit with you guys. Ben, how are you? I'm doing good, Neil. Uh, you know, hopefully we can build off. I feel like I got a pretty strong NFL week one on here. So knock on wood, let's uh, keep keep the momentum going. And, you know, just like you, I mean, being in the sports media business, it's funny. You sit around waiting on football season all year. And then once it gets going, you are in it. It is, so, a, uh, it is a, it's, it's really weird uh, how f- time moves differently, like in the spring and summer time, a day feels like a day. And in football season, it's really weird. The weeks feel like they take forever, but each day just goes boom, boom, because you're just busy and you're going and going and I, I'm doing shows. And, and like today, I, I were taping this on a Wednesday. I was supposed to take with Jay Tate. I got caught on something else. I'm trying to reschedule. It's just, it's wild. But anyway, it's, it's great. I'm not complaining. It's a great life. Um, it just no, it's it, same. And it's uh, you know, anybody that follows me knows. I mean, it's I'm working at the zoo at Barstool, so it's uh, you never know what you're gonna get into. We've got like a big, really big uh, formal thing tonight with a lot of our sponsors called the Upfront for uh, that's important for next year. So I'm gonna go put a good face on that and hopefully pick some pick some more winners here this week. Uh, before we get into NFL, I do want to shout out. Got a lot of friends going to Atlanta for Ole Miss Georgia Tech. 
my brother-in-law and sister and nephew uh, are taking him to his first game. He's six years old. Uh, but a lot, a lot of like a lot of my rebel friends from the past are making it this week, and so I, I hate to, I hate to miss it. I'm going to ask you real quick because I'm a little curious. I do this deal with Tyler Siski every week where we could pick up college and pro games against one another. There's a couple of college games, Ben, I want to ask you about. Am I missing yeah. something? Georgia Southern, which went to Nebraska and won, is getting 11 and a half at UAB. Am I, am I missing something there? Well, the only thing is, is it's like a really big let that, you know, off that Nebraska win the next week, they're probably kind of vulnerable. If that makes sense, it's like a lot of times you have like a big, crazy win like that. Uh, um, UAB's been really good against the spread. I know they just run the ball well, but they lost that Liberty to the mm. – yeah. uh, I would lean to Southern, but I don't have like a strong opinion on it. All right, another one that I know that you have a lot of Louisiana ties. You have followed ULL over the years. Billy Napier's gone, but they they, they hadn't they didn't look at they lost a beat uh, last week. ULL heads to Rice, only giving eleven and a half against a Rice team that hasn't been very good in a while. Yeah, I, I, I'm ULL or nothing. If this game, I would rather this game be in Lafayette and ULL be minus seventeen than it be minus eleven on the road. Uh, I just. I, my gambling style, Neil, what, uh, the big thing, I really just stay away. I'm not a big road favorite guy. That's kind of just something that's like strategically. Right. Like I feel like a lot of times, and I'm not saying this game's a sucker bet at all. I mean, Rice sucks. But I, I just, I don't know. The road favorite game is uh, like historically I learned a lot of mistakes losing money. Uh, take it back in favorites, land points in the road. So I try to stay away from it. Well, I'm throwing another road favorite at you, but I'm surprised the line's this slow. Oklahoma at Nebraska. Oklahoma only laying 11 points against the Nebraska team. Look, I know they made a change and it's a new coach and all that stuff, but they're not very good. Yeah, that one looks really ratty to me, and I would go Nebraska or nothing. Okay. Just because it just smells like you just mentioned it. Like if Oklahoma was fair by 13 and a half or 14, I think I'd like Oklahoma more. But it coming out that low at 11 or 11 and a half, and last year, Nebraska was playing really bad early. They'd lost Illinois, and then they almost won at Oklahoma, uh, kind of in a sim- similar spot. Look, I, I don't – I'm not saying Nebraska is going to come out and win, but just something about that game, that line just looks a little too good to be true. Uh, Nebraska's new head coach, uh, interim coach, Mickey Joseph, who was actually LSU's wide receivers coach, and he's a big New Orleans guy. And uh, they basically just hired him to try to get some Louisiana speed up there because they needed some guys at playmaker, you know, playmakers. And they got a you know an LSU transfer and Trey Palmer and the coldest Crawford, who you know has the great NIL AC commercial. He's a Louisiana guy, but you know he just got hired there as their wide receivers coach what a few months ago, and now he's the the first black head coach in any sport in Nebraska history. Pretty wild stat. All right, let me throw a few. Um, let me throw a few road dogs at you that are interesting michigan state getting three at washington pac 12 has not been great so far this year well so uh, an old uh old miss media friend of ours uh or i don't know a friend but a good good friend of mine stephen godfrey uh got in my year before the year and said washington uh is going to be a lot better than people think because they had a really bad offensive coordinator last year. And I know Michael Penix isn't necessarily the greatest quarterback, but they have scored a lot more points the first two weeks. And I think Michigan State's regressing a little bit this year. I think they overachieved. So I actually would lean Washington here, laying the three. They got out there in Seattle. Purdue heads to Syracuse in a sneaky good game. Purdue getting a point and a half at Syracuse. Uh, two, two teams that 
aren't aren't terrible. No, Syracuse has actually been extremely impressive the first two weeks. Uh, the Louisville win looked even better after what Louisville did to John Rice Plumley last week. Yeah. And then Syracuse, I mean, UConn's not good, but they beat them by, you know, I mean, all you can do is beat the crap out of whoever you're playing. And they've got a weird home field advantage and what was, I don't know what the heck it's called now, but we used to be the Carrier Dome. Uh, you know, we all saw what happened to Purdue when they got gutted by Penn State on opening night. Uh, this is kind of a game I'm staying, probably staying away from. And if I had to make a pick, it would be Syracuse at home. But I think I'm going to sit back and and uh, watch this one. All right, last college game before we dive into the pros. BYU with a big win over Baylor last last week. They go to Oregon this week, two nationally ranked teams. BYU getting three and a half on the road in Eugene. I need to see the – I hadn't seen the updated injury report on those two BYU receivers that were out last week because I really thought that affected them. Um, so I'm going to wait and check on that. But I would lean BYU in the points, I think. I think they know how big of a game this is. And uh, I think they'll fight really hard. And You know, Oregon got – I mean, their carcasses are laying all over the field, still in Atlanta a couple weeks ago. And then they hammered Eastern Washington last week. But it's hard to read too, too much into that. Um, so I, I think I'd lean BYU in the points here. But the one thing with BYU is they have such a good home field advantage when they have people in Utah. And yeah. this one, they're on the road. So that, that kind of concerns me a little bit. And I do want to mention uh, – I know you said you are about to move on from college games. Uh, interesting seeing Mississippi State laying points in Death Valley. What do you think of uh, that? I mean, just it, night game, Death Valley. State crushed Arizona and Memphis, but I don't think either one of them are very good. Uh, I mean, I'm – I mean, I, I just on principle, like I said, you hear you hear me say I hate road favorites. I mean, I think I take the LSU plus two um, yeah, here. Maybe, maybe this is the Louisiana boy in me, but I'm with you. I, I I have a hard time you handing me points on the uh, with LSU at home, basically at night, and me going, Nah, I'm good. I'm I'm I, I oh, boy. I, but state's good, and I get it. And the lines moved up if it's done anything over the course of the week. So there's money coming in on the Bulldogs. I, you know what? I, I I'm I'm remiss in not asking you about this one. It's a it's an inflection point game for Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. Saturday night, Miami comes to town. Miami five and a half point dog. You look at A and M schedule. If if capital I capital F if. A&M were to lose to Miami. They got to play Arkansas and Arlington next week. Got to go to Mississippi State after that. Got to go to Alabama after that. Get Florida at home after that. Get Ole Miss at home after that. This thing could spiral. Feels like a big moment here for uh, Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies. What do you think? No, I mean, I, I think what you said is crazy. I'm, they hadn't said much about this quarterback situation this week, which is what I'm curious about. Is Max Johnson going to get a shot of here? Feels uh, like Things like A&M to bounce back in this game, by the way, Vegas made the line, you know, still making A&M a solid five and a half point favorite after what happened last week. You got to think the public's going to be back in the Hurricanes. Miami didn't play very well against Southern Miss either, to be to be flat out honest. Um, and, you know, this first year, Mario Cristobal, we really don't know too much yet. Uh, obviously, Van Dyke was really good down the stretch of quarterback last year. But, I mean, I'm A&M or pass. It's hard to lay five and a half as bad as their offense looked through two weeks. But you got to think they have to bounce back this week. It's like what you said. I mean, they're just they're, there's just too much at stake for them to roll over here and how bad it can snowball. If they roll over and it looks bad and it looks like something's happening inside their roster, and again, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm, I, took, I took A&M. I'm laying the points. I think they're going to bounce back. But if, but if they don't, 
And if there's something systemic about them, or if they just can't move the football and can't score, which was their problem against App State, they simply couldn't move the ball. If that's the problem, Ben, it's about to get bad because they're what's about the, to they're about to funny. run into some teams that can just absolutely beat them. Well, the, what's funny too, Neil, is this NIL world we live in, where they spent God knows how much money on that freshman recruiting class, and these guys. I mean, I, I hate to call it out, but what loyalty did they have to Texas A&M other than that money? You know, I would, they're not going to be afraid to get out of there like that place is on fire if this thing goes bad. And I was laughing seeing Lane Kiffin rocking the transfer to the SIP in his uh, press conference the other day. But, you know, if things start going bad at A&M, I wouldn't be shocked if we're looking at some of those guys. For next year. Well, you get guys that only go there for the money and then things fall apart. And it's 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 just it's the game on Saturday that if you told me I could only watch one game, I think it's the game I watch. I'm so curious about what happens with A and M if it goes bad, and I don't think it will. I think they're going to right the ship. I think they're going to be okay. Frankly, I think they're going to win this game. I think they're probably going to beat Arkansas. I won't be surprised if they beat Mississippi State and then to set up the Alabama game where I think they get smoked. But you know, I, that's what I believe. But man, if 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 Saturday goes weird, all bets are off. Yeah, I, I kind of uh, I'm in the same boat. I'm really excited. We're doing a big stream for Mississippi State LSU with uh, Brandon Walker and Megan making money and Casey Smith and me and that and that's going to be real. the State LSU and A and Miami are the most interesting. Uh, I'm also taking a long look at. Do you think 65 seems a little high for this old Miss Georgia Tech total? Yeah, I think like it, I think these old Miss over unders are way inflated from how high scoring the Rebels were in 2020 and the early part of 2021. But I like the way – I mean, I granted you play – you know, Ole Miss has played no one – you know, Troy's decent. But I think Ole Miss's defense is better than people think. I like the running game, and you're still figuring out the quarterback thing. I mean, I think 65 is way too high for this game. And I saw how – you know, Georgia Tech, like, look, they couldn't move the ball against Clemson. But I thought their defense fought hard and kept them in it into the fourth quarter. So, I I just – I don't know that I'm seeing – you know, I think Ole Miss is going to win this game. I mean, I sure like how does thirty-one, fourteen, or seventeen sound? But sixty-five yeah. seems extreme. Sixty-five seems extremely high, yeah. and uh, I'm really looking at that under. I, I love the under. Absolutely love it. Think there's think it's one of the best bets, one of the best bets on the board. Actually, all right, let's get into the NFL. People are watching this interview while they are watching Chargers at Chiefs. So by the time mm-hmm. by the time you they hear your voice it's going to be too late to place a bet i actually kind of love kc minus four against the chargers i i don't know what okay i i, I i'm chargers are pass and i love patrick mahomes but these kc chargers games the last few years i mean two of the last four have been overtime the chargers won by seven to kc these division games are always just straight yeah. dog fights uh the chiefs beat them on thursday night in december last year when kelsey had that long touchdown to win the game in overtime. Um, I'm curious. I like Cleo Mack look good last week. I think that was a really good addition for the Chargers, uh, getting that pass rusher. And I believe in Herbert. I think this is a game that could come come down to the wire. Uh, boy, I'll tell you what, though, and I was guilty of this, too. Everybody acting like KC was going to fall off of that Tyree Hill. Uh, certainly learned a thing or two last week with Mahomes going 30 of 39 for 360 and five touchdowns. Yeah, it was almost like he was making a statement. All right, let's go to the Sunday games. We'll just touch touch them. Um, if, if yeah, that's right. I, I, I don't have a strong read on that Chiefs Chargers, but I got some strong ones for Sunday. All right, so here we go. Tampa is at New Orleans. The Bucks laying two and a half in uh, in the dome. 
So it looks like a rat line. I always talk about the road favorite by two and a half being ratty, even though last week both Buffalo at the Rams and Tampa at Dallas both proved me wrong last week. But Saints are 8-1 in their last nine against Tampa. Home game, Tom Brady's played bad against the Saints. Uh, I, I lean Saints here. The only thing, you know, if you watch the Saints last week, the offensive line looked horrible for the first three quarters. And Tampa's got a good pass rush, so that's concerning. But I still would lean the Saints at home. Uh, they just have gotten the best of the Bucks in this series. And until otherwise, I think I'm going to ride them in it. Weird game here. The Giants go to Tennessee and, and beat the Titans. Now they go home with the chance to go 2-0. and They're only giving two points to the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, this one's a state. You kind of mentioned it. It feels like you want to take the Giants based on how Saquon Barkley looked last week. He had such a big game. And Carolina struggled to stop the run against Cleveland. Cleveland does have a good running game. Um, but, man, my, it's like one of those things where in your head you're trying to talk yourself into the Giants. But for some reason, I feel feel like Carolina may win this. So, we're – we're going to move on by this one and pass. All right, we're going to pass this one. Uh, we're going to go to Baltimore here. The Ravens, I have a feeling you like this game. The Ravens at home uh, giving three and a half to the Miami Dolphins. I lean I lean Baltimore here. Um, I do. I, I still – I know Miami uh, look – you know, Miami's got a way better defense than people think. I think people kind of aren't realizing that they're, they're really strong on defense. I still don't – I'm still not all in on Tua. Uh, and I think Baltimore is going to be tough at home and come out strong in this one. So I, I like the don't love Baltimore. The Jets head to Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland coming off the win over the Panthers. The Browns giving six points to a Jets team that looked anemic last week against Baltimore. As long as Joe Flacco starting going on the road, I'm betting against them. Just period. He's washed up. He's done. Browns uh, kind of people are off him a little bit because of the Deshaun Watson thing and the quarterback thing. But Brissett. Look, he's not great, but they can run the ball behind that offensive line. Last year, the thing that ate Cleveland alive last year, they had a really great offensive line two years ago, and everybody got hurt. But now they got those guys healthy again, that running game, Nick Chubb and Hunt's good. Uh, they got a good pass rush with Miles Garrett. I just think Jets. I mean, I love Elijah Moore, but he's in a bad spot on that team right now. Another noon game, the Patriots giving two against the uh, Steelers in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh coming off of that uh, basically five-quarter uh, overtime win over Cincinnati in Cincinnati. The Steelers getting a couple of points at home against Belichick and the boys. It's a weird one. So, Mac Jones, I keep hearing different stuff about Mac Jones, if he's going or not. Uh, surely, it, they were acting like earlier today, the other Barstool people were acting like he wasn't. But how could New England be favored if Brian Hoyer was starting here? I just can't possibly believe that. Um, but what I will say is this. I, I'd hate the road favorite thing, but, man, Belichick has just owned Mike Tomlin. I mean, they've played so many times through the years, and the Pats have gotten the best of the series. And so, I don't know. I need to see – until I know Mac Jones is going, I, I'm staying away. But I just know – I'm a little leery of going against New England. Also, T.J. Watt, that's a really tough injury for Pittsburgh. Big time, because he was dominant. And when he went off the field, they were not the same defense. No. Did you uh, skip the one game? Did you happen to mention the Colts-Jags game? I have a lot it's, of it's the very next one. I'm going to get to all of them here. we got the Colts. It's another noon game. Colts minus three and a half at Jacksonville. Colts, um, eh, they, they were not good last week. They, they survived it, stopped a disaster, but they with a tie against um, Houston. What do you think about them heading to Jacksonville? 
I think Indy plays like crap in Jacksonville every single year. And we saw what happened the week seven, week 18 last year when they lost and cost themselves the playoff. And, you know, Jacksonville, I know they lost 28-22, but, man, Trayvon Walker, whew. You know, a lot of people were wondering who, you know, people were surprised he was the number one pick. He showed a lot while last week. Man, he was making big plays. Um, I, I like Jacksonville. I think if they win this game, uh, I'm taking the points. I like them at home. All right. Uh, one last noon game. The Commanders uh, coming off of a win last week. Head to Detroit. The uh, Lions come back against, uh, I guess, Minnesota. Or, no, Philly. Lions yep. come back against Philly came up just short. Detroit is a uh, home favorite laying a point and a half. Man, I just – I feel like there's the sentiment – and I know Detroit covered last week and scored a lot of points. They've got a good offensive line and all that stuff. But I just feel like everybody in America is wanting Detroit to be better, something they may not be. And uh, I can't lay a point and a half or two with them. Uh, I thought Wentz looked pretty good last week, honestly. I did too. Um, so, I, I, would, I would lean Washington in the points on the road here. I just – you know, I love Dan Campbell, the former Saints, tight ends coach, great character, hard knocks, all that. But – I don't love Jared Goff. I can tell you that. All right, a pair of three oh five games. The Falcons. These are some big lines late yeah. in the day. Late in the day, big lines. Falcons getting ten and a half uh, at the Rams in a three oh five game. So we kind of do a thing on Monday on Pick Central during NFL season. We have the like not that bad power rankings, and I put Atlanta at number two on it last week. Because I really like their play calling with Mariota. And I know the Saints usually don't allow 100-yard rushers. And Corderell ran for over 100. But I think Mariota, look, I'm not saying he's like some all-pro. But he gives them a little juice they didn't have with Matt Ryan, his mobility. And I think it kind of opens up their playbook a little bit. And, look, everybody's expecting the Rams to just bounce back. But no Andrew Whitworth, no Vaughn Miller. No Odell Beckham. Stafford's elbow looks hurt. This smells like a real bad Super Bowl hangover. And I know they look bad against Buffalo and people expect to bounce back, but I think Atlanta's going to fight them here. I mean, I'm going to take the 10 and a half. Another big line, Seattle heads to San Francisco. The uh, Seahawks coming off that emotional win over the Broncos, getting nine and a half points in San Francisco. This, so this, one's, this one's fascinating to me because – Everything about how I like to gamble points to the Niners here. They played like crap, but it was really bad. That weather, like, I don't know if we can judge Trey Lance off how he played in that weather. I mean, he was very inaccurate, and he was very bad. But, man, I mean, it was sloppy out there in Chicago uh, in that 1910 loss. And Seattle, you know, they're kind of the America's darling off that upset on Monday night. You know, Smith played well. But Vegas is making a statement, making San Fran nine and a half here. And, yes. you know, I, think it would be seven. I thought it'd be seven, you know? Yeah. And so uh, my instincts lean, lean the Niners and Trey Lance having a good game here. Oh, okay. All right. Um, another pretty big line. Not a surprising, though. It would be totally different if Dak Prescott were healthy. 325, it's the Bengals in Dallas to play uh, the Cowboys. Cincinnati coming off the loss to uh, Pittsburgh, giving seven and a half to uh, the Cowboys. I, I just can't lay over a touchdown on the road here. I think the Bengals are going to be extremely public. Everybody's, you know, the week one overreaction game, Dallas looked horrible. There's no getting around it. Dak's out. Cooper Rush did play well when they won in Minnesota the last time he started. They look really, really bad, but I still would, would go Dallas or nothing here. Just eight, seven and a half, eight on the road. 
uh, is a ton. And the Bengals had trouble blocking last week. They could have some problems with Michael Parsons. Um, so I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull this. It's one of those things. It's really hard to hit the submit button betting on Dallas here, but I, I know I'm not laying seven or eight with, uh, with the Bengals. All right. I got a couple of games coming up here that I need you to talk me out of. Another 325 game. Houston is at Denver. The Broncos are a 10 point favorite, but tell me why they don't cover this. I can't tell you why they don't, because if you look at Houston last year late, they got really tough at home, and I know they were up 20 to 3 on Indy and tied, but they like they beat the Chargers late last year as a big underdog at home, and they stunk on the road. Awesome. I mean, bad. And I think their home road splits until they prove they can fight on the road. Uh, I, I lean Denver on the bounce back. Although, I know it was a weird situation for Russell Wilson Monday with getting booed. I know he's probably surprised how bad he got booed. I was kind of surprised by that, to be honest. Um, but, I don't know. This may this may be a take that that gets flamed. I don't think he's like that great of a passer anymore, or really ever was. Um, and I I think he's pretty good, but I don't know if Russell Wilson's your five year, two hundred fifty million dollars savior that everybody's act, act uh, the Denver's asking him to be. I, I do lean Denver in this game, but I wasn't shocked. I was on Seattle Monday, and uh, I think Denver's overhyped going into this year. Haven't said all that. All right, Arizona and the Raiders, the other 325 game, the Cardinals getting five at Vegas. I kind of like the Raiders here, minus the five. I do too. I think, Neil, I think let's go ahead and say it. Like the, remember, I just said the not that bad rankings of Atlanta was high. Arizona would be at the top of they may be horrible and nobody's talking about it. Right. Like they were 9 and 0 last year and they melted down down the stretch, got smoked in that playoff game. Had all those problems this offseason with Kyler, with the playbook. And then you look at their head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, seems like maybe he had a little gimmick stuff in him, and now that gimmick stuff's up in the NFL. You know, and they're getting a little exposed. I mean, KC woodshedded them. I know KC's great, so we'll see. But I just feel like, you know, Arizona was 9-0 at one point last year, and since then, boy, the arrow seems to be pointing down on their mm-hmm. team. And, I, and I, the like, I like what the Ravens are doing. Derek Carr had a bad game last week. But, man, the Chargers got a great pass defense, and they had a Cleo Mack, and they still only lost 24-19. I, I think the Raiders, you know, home opener here. Uh, I, I like them too. All right, the uh, Sunday night games, a big line for an NFC North rivalry game. I know the Bears are bad. They got to win. But they're getting 10 points at Green Bay, the Packers coming off a season opening loss in Minnesota. The Bears getting 10 points at Lambeau, Ben. Feels like the Green Bay bounce back. Uh, you know, last year, remember what happened in week one when the Saints crushed them 38-3 in Jacksonville? They kind of had a similar effort of that in Minnesota on Sunday. Uh, you know, everybody's asking, you know, if they're they're bad and all that. I think perfect bounce back spot. Bears won last week, and you got to give them credit. They played hard. Uh, really like that Marquise Robinson rookie who had two sacks. He looked good in preseason. But – Man, uh, this just reeks of a Green Bay easy bounce back win, like 27 to 10 to me. Okay. All right. That's interesting. All right. Monday night, two games. Got the Titans and the Bills. Oh, the doubleheader. Bills, I do too. Bills look so good in the opener. The Titans lose to the Giants, as we talked about earlier. This is the 6 15 Monday game. Buffalo giving 10 at home to uh, the Titans. You almost can, like, put on what I said last week about Tennessee, and I'm basically repeating it. 
when Tennessee's a big favorite, you fade them. We were on the Giants last week. That was one of my favorite games. And now you're giving me 10 with this Titans team with Vrabel. Come on, Tennessee, all day here. Okay. Uh, Buffalo, obviously, is one of the best teams in the NFL. I'm not sliding them. But you can look back. Go go, do some research on the Tennessee Titans the last couple of years. And when they are a big underdog, they cause big, big problems. Uh, so I think this is going to be a close game, and I like Tennessee at the 10. I don't know if they can quite win it, but I think they'll fight. And uh, I think 10 is a lot to get. And so uh, on, I'm on Tennessee here pretty pretty confidently, actually. All right, last one, 7.30 Monday night. Two, t- two NFC teams that uh, got opening day wins. They're both good. Neither are great. Both are playoff contenders. Uh, Philadelphia is probably a favorite to win its division. Um, Minnesota's a, a, a solid team, as you saw, by them beating Green Bay. The Vikings head to Philly. The Vikings getting two on the road against uh, Jalen Hurts and the guys. We keep this short and sweet. If Kirk Cousins is playing on primetime, I'm betting on the other side. Period. <laughs> you look at his – go look up his Sunday and Monday night stuff. It is just atrocious. Uh, I, I do think Minnesota looked great last week. I, I like how creative they were with Justin Jefferson, who, I mean, nine for 184, huge game. But uh, I, I like Philly. They're going to have a really good home field advantage this game. Like I said, the Cousins on the road Monday night thing, that's enough for me. So, uh, we're going we're going Philly here laying the two. Ben, great stuff. How can people uh, get your work this week? What can they look for? Okay. Uh, yeah, we got a live stream. We should be live during the second half of Ole Miss Georgia Tech, too. A live stream Saturday and Sunday for Saints Bucks. Uh, actually, do me a favor and follow me on TikTok at Barstool Mincy. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but they're pushing it hard on us at work. And so, I, I mean, I know I'm going to start putting, like, some of the recap videos, like stuff I do on Twitter on there. But I'm just going to throw a lot of crap at the wall, and hopefully some of it will stick. I mean, that's kind of been most of my Barstool strategy in it anyway. And it's kind of gotten me here so far. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're going to go a little harder at the TikTok and – you know, we've got uh, – and I also have a fantasy football show, 11, uh, 11.30 Eastern on the Barstool Sportsbook YouTube channel every Sunday morning. That's a lot of fun. So, it's kind of – you know how it is. I mean, this time of year, just involved in a in a lot of stuff. And uh, looking forward to – I'll be at Ole Miss, Kentucky, and I know that's looking like a very big weekend at Oxford, especially after what happened with Kentucky in the Swamp last weekend. Absolutely. It's going to be a big game. You can already feel it kind of building with uh, Kentucky. It looks like they'll be undefeated when they head here. I think Ole Miss will be undefeated when that when Kentucky gets here. October 1st, big game, maybe maybe the big game. There's a couple other contenders for that weekend. Potentially Arkansas at, at home against Alabama, potentially NC State and Clemson. But Ole Miss-Kentucky's going to be a really big game, and the winner of that game is going to emerge as a a, a team with, that has to be dealt with. Yeah, just I'm excited to get down there. I've been – uh, lo- lo- love, love Barstool, but I've been missing the South a little bit lately, so I can't wait to get down there and see everybody. Enjoy the get-together tonight. Thanks for the time, as always. Talk to you next week. Sounds good, Neil. Appreciate it. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.